Reed Blanchard is a high school student that spent most of his 18 years on this earth experimenting with robotics and dreaming about living on the moon. Uh, hey Reed, can yes. we have you in position so we can sure. uh, adjust your microphone? You're taller than the rest of us. <laughs> Today, Reed gets to meet a man whose love for technology rivals his own. Hey, everybody. Hi, this is Drew. Oh. Tamika's the producer. Hi, Tamika. I'm Drew. Nice to meet you. Sorry for the this delay. This is Reed. Hi. I'm hey, Reed. Nice to meet doing? you. Nice to meet you as well. Drew Foistel shows up decked out in his full flight suit. He is the quintessential NASA astronaut. Reed and Drew have no idea how this conversation is going to go. But here's what they don't realize about each other. As kids, the Apollo missions helped set both of them on a path to get to where they are right now. 50 years after we landed on the moon, generation after generation fell in love with space exploration. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. I'm Tamika Weatherspoon, and this is Moonwalk a series of conversations between voices from the Apollo era, students from the Mars generation, and folks from NASA. I'm bringing together people on different paths who are connected by a love for outer space. Andrew Feustel, he goes by Drew, is an accomplished geophysicist and astronaut. But I think he doesn't know what to make of Reed Blanchard, this nervous high schooler eager to ask him questions. As kids, the Apollo missions expanded both of their minds to think outside the box. Drew vaguely remembers the later missions on TV. Reed experienced it through old photographs. But now here today in their first conversation, it doesn't take long for them to notice their similar whimsical tone when they talk about the possibilities of space and technology. Certainly the first time that you launch on a rocket ship is very exciting and memorable and, and uh, uh, something that is forever imprinted on your mind. We don't have any simulators that train us to, you know, teach us what it's going to be like to actually ride on the rocket. So that first instance of a countdown hitting zero and the rocket leaving the planet, and there's only the one thing that you're sure of is that, that you've left planet Earth. And that's a weird feeling as a human. I mean, we fly in airplanes, but you know you're just going to go up and come back down. But when you're in a rocket ship, and a rocket takes off from the planet, you know you've left the planet, and you are now one of very few individuals representing seven billion people on the planet that's orbiting the Earth, um, trying to do things that uh, are gonna be important for science and our future. So that, that moment, that moment of spaceflight was really something that uh, will, will last uh, forever for me. Wow, that's awesome. I, yeah. I haven't been in space, but I, <laughs> I can assume that it's absolutely incredible. Uh, one of the things that I remember most from my childhood was looking at the pictures of the, of the first Apollo launching and looking at the actual mission control, um, like how excited everyone was. Uh, so I can, I can imagine the excitement of everything going on uh, and the, the success and satisfaction of that technology. Um, so one of the things I've been wondering is how has technology influenced your your path to become an astronaut? What have you had any specific experiences developing technology or anything that really interests you that led you toward this? 
you know, I'm trained as a, as a geoscientist, as a geophysicist, and I was always interested in um, what technologies we could use with humans or even robotic missions for planetary exploration. And we're, we're doing that now um, with seismometers on uh, Mars, and we've had seismometers on the moon. And of course, the last time we were on the lunar surface, we were performing geophysical surveys to understand the subsurface. And so that was another aspect of my career that that sort of tied, married together the possibilities of space exploration and the degree, uh, the, the career that I was pursuing. Uh, when I first uh, attended Purdue University in 1986, that was my interest, that I was going to go and learn about um, geology and geophysics and mining technology and then someday uh, want to apply that to uh, another planetary body and another orbiting body, maybe in our solar system or beyond. And, and, and we saw some of that work during Apollo. And I hope that as we return to the moon and develop permanent presence and the ability to go back and forth uh, to the surface and have a sustainable habitat there, and develop the Lunar Gateway, that we'll start to see some of those technologies be applied again and that the new programs will encompass some of those things. So that's exciting to me to think that there really is a tie that I, that I dreamed there would be and should be and that it's beneficial to exploration just as it's beneficial here on Earth, it can be beneficial in space. Awesome. It's also exciting to me to see that that's something in my lifetime that could potentially happen is, you know, a lunar pathway where um, we've developed technology that we can consistently stay on the moon. Uh, that's something that has been really in my mind's eye since I've since a young child is uh, personally going to the moon, spending time there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Look, seeing it happen soon. It looks like there might be an opportunity eventually for you and uh, many other people that have that drive and that goal. And I think it's important to not ever lose sight of those, you know, those intentions because one way or another you may find yourself doing just that, you know, walking around with boots on the moon. One but, of the things that that I've really that my my grandfather's really instilled in me from his time at working on Apollo was the importance of instilling excitement and technology mm -hmm. to others. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the programs that I'm a part of is First Robotics, and mm -hmm. NASA is a really big supporter of that. And one yeah. thing that we we do a lot is we pre, we perform with our robots, working with people of other uh, of other nations. Mm -hmm. So you know doing doing a, a task with people from Turkey or Israel has been really awesome experience for me and that's something just as inspiring I think as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, it builds on partnerships that you maybe even individuals that you'll see later in life. You know what I remember from my most recent time in space having spent 197 days on the space station. Occasionally we get to have um, we're allowed to have video conferences with our family and friends and to hold a a laptop up to the cupola window or close to it so they can see the earth passing by and describe to them where it is we are over the over the world over the earth i think if you ask most astronauts they would say that if you if we could get every human to see earth from space it would change the way we are on on this earth to each other and it would probably inspire so many people to do great things like you're inspired to do um, just from seeing that vision and sort of recognizing that that planet is the is everything we know that's associated with humans and humanity, and it's really important for us to to think about that every day. Is is not only in our um, as we take care of the planet, but in our daily interactions with those around us. That this is all we've got, and we're all in it together. Well, 
Well, the thing that's most uh, exciting to me is the robotics that I talked about. Um, so we actually work out of here at NASA. And so we develop, we develop these robots, and it's just a high school robotics team. But what I found is through working with NASA engineers, it's been absolutely incredible seeing the, the process as they go through making uh, lunar rovers or mm-hmm. working on getting to the moon in 2024. You know, seeing that happen while I'm working, getting mentored by them. And so that's, that was really what inspired me to start looking towards applying this technology to space. Uh, so I'm actually going to Georgia Tech next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my undergrad, I'm going to do mechanical engineering. And so that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to is exploring what, what can I do to help, help us get to space. Um, what, actually, Georgia Tech is the public institution with the most astronauts that have come out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Hopefully that's a, that's a gateway that can be well, I have to check that and, and compare it to Purdue University's record <laughs> for graduating astronauts, but I know Georgia Tech has certainly got a long uh, lineage of, of, uh, of providing that. And I think it's, it's great. And are you planning on, hopefully you'll get a chance to then work as an intern here or do some co-op work with NASA yes. in your field of expertise? I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I'm looking into this summer working with some of those engineers on mm-hmm. the products that are working to, to get to the moon in 2024. So even already yeah. applying all of these technology uh, skills that I've re- acquired through robotics mm-hmm. to you know, helping our, our, our nation and our world get, get back to the moon. Well, 2024 is going to come up pretty quickly. So <laughs> you can go off to school for one semester, but you're going to have to get back over here pretty quickly to, uh, to help with the development, right? We need landers sure. being built soon and probably some rover capability. And of course, suits are going to be critical for us. So all of those requirements uh, have to be met uh, sooner than later. And uh, I'm excited that you're interested in providing some support for us because we're going to need all the help we can get. Uh, so if you are in my place right now, what mm-hmm. do you think would be the most important to you, having all the experience you have towards looking at your future? My advice would be to stay focused and choose your colleagues wisely. Try to find like-minded people who are really determined to make great things happen because I think that will allow you to yourself stay focused and keep keep your eye on the prize, that goal that you've set for yourself. And don't underestimate the possibility that you can do whatever it is you want. You really can. It's, it's a cliche, but it, it's true. You can do anything you put your mind to. You just have to believe in it and just keep marching one step at a time, day after day, and you'll eventually get to the point that you're, that you're targeting. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Moonwalk was produced and written by me, Timika Weatherspoon, with audio support by Shannon Harrison, graphics by Akalina Sanchez, and editing by Todd Holslander. Our executive producer is Don Teresi. See videos, behind-the-scenes images, and more from this series at houstonpublicmedia.org slash moon. Thank you.